0: Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with Susie Chase. She's just a home cook in New York City, sitting at her dining room table, talking to cookbook authors. Hey, this is Joanna Salt, editorial director of Delish, and we have an amazing new cookbook out called Delish, Eat Like Every Day is the Weekend.
1: So I read that you relaunched the Delish brand to gear it towards food lovers and not food elitists. I find that there are so many elitists out there, I'm constantly talking about how I'm not a chef or even a top-notch cook. You've really tapped into something that home cooks want. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Well, you know, when we took over Delish now, almost four years ago, there was such a Elitism is the right word for it, but it also was exclusionary, that the kitchen had become a place where only people of a certain level were allowed behind the counter, if you can imagine. And I knew that there was a whole section of the universe that frankly loved food and was tempted to come and try things, but just didn't feel comfortable there. And so when we were really trying to bring Delish to life, We really wanted to connect with those people, use all different kinds of tricks in our content to sort of lure people in to say, hey, it's okay. Like Delish, it's for everyone. This is a safe space. It's okay to get into the kitchen. It's okay to mess it up. As long as you're having fun and you're ending up with something that's seemingly delicious at the end, like we're all friends here.
1: Give me a brief background on Delish, the brand. Like, when did you take it over?
0: So Delish was started probably going on seven years ago um, as strictly a landing page for Hearst to put their food content that was being developed by all the amazing brands in this company. So recipes that were coming from Good Housekeeping, Women's Day, Red Book, you know, there's a long list. And so they were basically using Delish.com as a... As sort of an aggregate for all of that content. And then they were packaging that content, chicken dinners from all the different brands or easy weeknight meals from all the different brands and marketing it out to MSN. Um, So that's really how the site functioned for the first probably three and a half, four years. Um, It wasn't until that point that you know, MSN and Hearst had decided they were going to sort of part ways, and MSN had decided they were going to go to lots of different places for food content. And Hearst was sort of left with this challenge. Do we make Delish into a standalone editorial property, or do we kill it? And thankfully, they decided to put some resources behind it. I had been working as the executive editor at Food Network Magazine, I, I and before that at 17. So I had been at Hearst Brands for a long time at that point. Um, And so I came over and got to build a team. It was really, you know, despite the fact that it existed before, it was really a startup mentality.
1: So this is the first ever Delish cookbook with your huge following on the web and social media. Why did you feel
0: the need to write a cookbook? Well, you know, because we had created such a fun space, um, I think that we felt like we needed to show that we were legitimate cooks, you know? We have, you know, what we always say is that we're um, food lovers first and content producers second. But at the end of the day, we knew that if we wanted to sort of play in the space with real, you know, food brands that we needed to have a cookbook. Um, you know, for me also, I'm always about just touching audience wherever I can reach them. So, you know, for me, Instagram is as important as that event that you and I met at the other night which is also as important as Facebook, which is also as important as the book universe. Um, I just want the Delish brand to sort of be where all food lovers are. We also have a bookazine that's on newsstands now. So it's just for me about touching people and making them understand what our mission is. What's the bookazine? The bookazine is called Delish Chicken Dinners, and it's a slightly heavier stock magazine. Um, and it's jammed with a hundred chicken dinner recipes, really surprising idea. <laughs> um, and it's great. You know, we're giving people what they want, where they want it. So, you know, whether it's a fast video you want to watch on Facebook or, you know, helpful weeknight dinners, like we want to be there for you. One recipe that you're semi-famous
1: for is the Texas sheet cake. I found it <sighs> interesting because you grew up in New
0: Jersey. Who taught you how to make a Texas sheet cake? Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you that um, one of my... Um, Secret Idols is the Pioneer Woman Um, and I've just always adored how she has had such a real sort of voice and you know frankly for a Food Network star she is someone who really allows the audience to see her warts and all you know she's someone who's okay she's okay with messing things up and okay with showing people her real life and I've always sort of connected with that and it was her Texas sheet cake that I started making for my family and it's a favorite. I honestly, I I can't get through at least two weeks without making one. Um, (laughs) Really? And also, I have a family of five, and we will sit down, we will house like an entire sheet. I'm embarrassed to say it. it, Like basically house an entire sheet cake ourselves. It's a sad, sad state, but I don't think we're as at our happiest as we are when we're eating that thing.
1: (laughs) So what are a couple of go-to recipes for busy moms out of this cookbook?
0: Frankly, what's funny about the delicious mentality is that we're trying to reach busy moms the same way we're trying to reach millennials, young people who are a little bit intimidated by cooking. And they all, they both frankly want the same thing, like things that are easy and somewhat foolproof. So, and this, I would say that this cookbook has a ton of great recipes that sort of suit both needs. Personally, I'm obsessed with the cracked chicken which is a breaded chicken, um, which is sort of like breaded chicken tenders, but it's got this amazing, like tangy, limey barbecue sauce on it. We call it cracked chicken because the first time we made it, we couldn't stop eating it. Like literally the staff was like clawing at each other, trying to get at it in the house, in the, in the office. Um, so I, I usually use that as a great jumping off point for like gauging whether or not our audience is going to be into it. And they have... Um, kinda of gone crazy for it. Um I also love the sheet pan shrimp boil which is, you know, basically all the flavors and sort of the elements of a, a classic sheet um shrimp oil, but sort of laid out and cooked much quicker. You don't need the giant pot, you don't need the whole mess. Um, but you get that old bay, you get that amazing like lemon, you get the the andouille, um, and it cooks up in basically 35 minutes. So To me, that's the kind of thing that, like, if you can make something super surprising and interesting on a weeknight, like, that's a really big win. I made that twice last week. It's so good, right? Why is it so good? My
1: husband (laughs) was out of town and my 12-year-old said, you have to make this for dad when he gets back. You know,
0: I think the other thing, too, about sort of the way we structure a lot of our recipes is we like to, like, base things on flavors and familiar sort of combinations that people sort of know and trust or know and remember. I think that's honestly one of the things that we use to sort of draw people in to make them feel comfortable in our space. Um, another recipe I love is the Buffalo chicken meatballs, which to me is like the perfect mix of like, you're making a great weeknight dinner, but like everybody loves Buffalo wings. You know, this is the kind of thing where you're like, I love Buffalo wings. I'm going to try and make these meatballs. Um, that's another great recipe. Meatballs, to be honest with you, at Delish are always a big win. And we're always looking for ways to sort of make them a little bit more fun than your basic boring. Um, the buffalo chicken meatballs are, are one of my favorites as well.
1: Over the weekend, I made your grilled cheese dogs um, and the garlic <gasps> smashed potatoes. And my 12-year-old oh my went crazy.
0: Both huge winners. The so garlic good. smashed potatoes are so So good. Actually, in the grilled cheese dogs, um, grilled cheese hot dogs are also a really big winner with the Delish um, audience. Um, We turned that recipe into a video, and the video went absolutely crazy. I think it got, like, 25 million views in, like, the first two days. Um, But that's another one of those things that people love grilled cheese. They love hot dogs. And they're like, this looks cool. I'm going to make this. Speaking of videos…
1: yeah, please. Yesterday, I made your stuffed jack-o'-lantern peppers for my kid, too. I've oh, been, like, so all nice. delish all the time
0: this week. I get it. I love it. You're full <laughs> immersion.
1: I like that. <laughs> that was so cute, and it's perfect for Halloween.
0: Well, that's the kind of thing, too, that, like, you know, we want our recipes to be really fun, and we want them to be engaging for kids, too. I think it's so important. You know, I have three kids. And I really try to engage them in the kitchen. My daughter hears like a pot coming out of the cabinet and she comes running like Pavlov's dog um, <laughs> and so, because she loves to get into the kitchen. But for me, the jack lantern stuffed peppers are sort of that perfect recipe where it's like something an adult would eat, right? But also something that a kid can be totally enchanted by. Um, so, you know, when we can hit both, when we can find that Venn diagram where that's like the perfect spot in the middle, we get really excited.
1: I noticed that this is one of those rare cookbooks where every single recipe
0: has a color photo.
1: Talk a little bit about that.
0: that is so important to me, you know, to be honest, since I didn't have a very strong culinary background, um I am someone I collect cookbooks um, and I love to see what the thing is that I'm making. It's super important to me, um, and frankly, I get frustrated when cookbooks don't have it because I'm like. Basically, that's, I use that as a marketing tool. And when we were developing recipes for the book, um, you know, I said to my team, I want someone to be standing. I imagine that someone was standing in line at Barnes & Noble or a bookstore somewhere, and they were paging through the book. And I wanted them to be so enchanted by every recipe in there. I wanted them to be able to basically open to any spot in the book and be drawn in by what they see. Um, and frankly, that started, that mission starts with a color photo. That's extraordinarily imperative. Don't you find it so much more helpful when you can see what the end result is?
1: Oh, I do, especially in this Instagram day and age where <laughs> you can mm-hmm. you can kind of see Holy. what it needs to turn out looking like, so you can take the picture. Completely, it's marketing.
0: You're yes. marketing yourself. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is all part of the it's all part of the package. You have to market your life in a very specific way. And food, the food that you make in your kitchen is just one of those elements. Tell us about the Delish team. uh. This team is amazing. So I think, as I mentioned, we started, we were super small. It was just five of us. Um, and we were like rubbing two stones together to make anything work. Um, one of my, my deputy editor, Lindsay Funston, um, she was like cooking recipes. We had a tiny test kitchen in the corner of the Hearst Tower. Um, and she was like making recipes and then shooting them on with her phone, like basically on a, on the floor, in front of a window that had really nice light. Like this is where we started. Um, now we are 18 strong. Um, we have an amazing video team. Um, we have a news editor. We have a features editor. We have a fantastic food team that develops, but also um, comes up with crazy ideas. Um, and we are all just so invested in this mission of bringing a fun food voice to the, you know, to the world. Some recipes
1: have a little icon that uh, says delish fave. How did they get that distinction?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, we have a few in here that are classic. We call them OG delish um, that we are obsessed with and have been obsessed with from the beginning. You know, even though our beginnings here are sort of humble, a lot of those original recipes really resonated with our audience and killed. Um, one of them is the Tuscan chicken pasta, which even when we kind of were still figuring out how to do video and kind of figuring out, you know, what our audience wanted, that video did insanely well in the universe. And so the ones we've marked that um, delish faves are the ones that we just like our audience has always come back to time and time and again. You also
1: have Delish diary entries. One that I love was Delish goes to the ultimate Taco Bell. Describe that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Well, what, that that is one of my favorites too. Um, you know, one of the things too about when we were building Delish was, in order for us to be like a truly welcoming food space, we needed to acknowledge the fact that some nights people don't feel like cooking. Some nights they want to eat chipotle or get takeout or eat taco bell or mcdonald's or some nights they want to just get from you know the thai restaurant downstairs so we've always been a food brand that has sort of welcomed and embraced like the brands that america loves and taco bell has been an early sort of uh, an early adopter for us like uh, like a company that we really felt close to we have a, a crunch-wrapped knockoff in the cookbook, which you might see. Yeah. Um, but Taco Bell, when we heard about this monster Taco Bell in Vegas, um, we sent a team there to go check it out and write a story. And it was insane. It's two gigantic floors. They have this huge wall of all different kinds of um, ices, like all different flavors that you can get booze in if you want. Um, it's got like a huge um, store that's got t- Taco Bell merch. So um, And then actually what they just recently started doing was they offer weddings. Like you can actually get married at the time. I, I of saw Bell. that. Oh, my <laughs> Isn't God. There? Isn't it great? And they do a cake. <laughs> It's made out of their little cinnamon dippers and oh, no. um, they do like a bouquet that's got hot sauce in it. I mean, they it go they will take it to the ninth degree, but honestly, only a true food lover, frankly, could like imagine getting married and feel comfortable getting married at a Taco Bell. I just, I love that. You know, Delish, we want it to be a place where, you know, food lovers can come, but also you'll hear food stories that you don't hear everywhere else. The book also has an amazing story about this 90 year old woman who's like a beer pong champion. Um, She (laughs) plays the beer pong championship every year with her (laughs) grandson, which is amazing. Um, There's a great story about the Sonic um, does the car hop skate off. So, you know, when you go to Sonic, the guys come out with their trays and on roller skates. And so every year they gather all their guys together and they have a skate off. And it's these guys that are like, the most amazing roller skaters you have literally ever seen. Um, but no one's talking about that stuff. You know, everybody is, you know, to your point about elitism, talking about the world's fanciest restaurants, but there are these guys who are just doing this amazing thing because they love their job and they love, you know, Sonic. So we want to be there for those people too. I love that. I love Sonic too. <laughs> exactly. I'm the high-low eater. <laughs> uh you- You know, that's the thing, too. And that's what I hope people get out of this cookbook, is that we are all of these things on any given day. You know, I love eating fancy food, too. And then sometimes I want to eat chips out of the bag and not be embarrassed by it, you know. And sometimes I, like, sometimes, like, now that I'm out in the world, like, you know, meeting all these great people, sometimes I am having, like, giggle juice for dinner because I've like had such a crazy day, you know, sometimes like our lives are, we want busy weeknight meals and sometimes we want to take a little bit of more, a little bit more time and make a gorgeous layer cake. And then sometimes we want to get taken and sometimes we don't feel like eating anything and we want to be totally fine eating flaming hot cheetos. So we want, we're, we're, we're for all the types of food lovers. What's in giggle juice. Oh gosh. That that recipe is one of my absolute favorites. And if you notice, it's how we start the book, because I said, like, I thought it would, would only be appropriate if you if Delish started their book with a laugh. It's something that one <laughs> of my editors had seen. She was researching all kinds of crazy things to do with booze. But it's actually it's got Moscato, which is something that our audience loves. Um, you know, certainly a very polarizing wine. Some people find it too sweet, but you know, America really loves Moscato, um, lemonade, pink lemonade. It's got, um, lemon lime soda, a little bit of vodka, and then it's garnished with sliced strawberries, lemons, and like a sugar rim. So it definitely goes down easy as oh, I'm yeah. sure you, I'm sure you experience. <laughs> but it's also such a conversation starter. Like food should be fun and food and making food with your friends and your family should be fun. So, For me, I love those kinds of things too that like when you serve it, you're like, this is called giggle juice. Like what a funny little conversation starter. You know, what a funny way to get like a little bit of a laugh out of your guests.
1: Now to my segment called My Last Meal. What would you have for your last supper?
0: All right. I love steak. Personally, I love skirt steak because I love like how tender it is. So I'd probably have Girt steak, grilled skirt steak with A1 on the side because A1 is my favorite. Um, I would have French fries. A gi- so steak fries the fancy way to say it is steak freeze, <laughs> But I would have skirt steak and I would have French fries, a gigantic round of French fries, preferably homemade. But if you had to buy it from a store, I'd probably get five guys because they're also my favorite fries. Um, and then I would have, I love Diet Coke. So I would have a Diet Coke on the side. I'm just saying it, no shame. And I love Dairy Queen ice cream. I love a Dairy Queen soft serve with rainbow sprinkles. It's my favorite, favorite. But then also I'd probably eat an entire Texas sheet cake. So as long as I could have two desserts in this scenario, steak frites and Dairy Queen and Texas sheet cake, that's what, that's what I would do.
1: Okay, I have to tell you, that's hard. I'm doing the last 90 days challenge where you have to give up something for the last 90 days of the year. And I gave up Diet Dr. Pepper. And I am dying. I am dying. No,
0: no, 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 I can't do it. I'm 30 days in
1: and I am (laughs) dying.
0: (laughs) I am dying for you. I don't even know how you're doing it. I'm drinking coffee, which is gross. No, no, I love coffee too. But I'm also like, I don't know. Sometimes I, that's like I just needed to get me through. But, I mean, it's terrible. My husband gets so mad at me. We have such a LaCroix La addiction at the Delish Kitchen. We uh-huh. um, go through it so quickly. And so for a while I was really trying to wean myself off. But I just got right back on the wagon. like, I'm like, no, it's I miss it too much. So I commend you, my friends. I don't know how you're doing it, but you, I'm very, very impressed.
1: Well, I'm 30 <laughs> days today, so... No,
0: that's good. Keep I feel like going. a crack addict or strong. something. <laughs> I'm like dreaming <laughs> well, about, about it. think about how good it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste so good when you get back on. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Where can we find Delish on the web and social media? You come to
0: Delish.com. Crazy stuff, crazy new stuff there every day. Um, you know, we're developing like close to 200 new recipes a month. So it's a machine. You literally every day you come back, you'll see something new and fun. Um, You can find us on Instagram at at Delish and on Facebook, same thing, at Delish. Um, And, you know, we're also like really big into Instagram stories. We do great polls there so you can engage with us. And you can find our amazing book in bookstores and you can find our amazing book scene on newsstands. Certainly, if you ever see any of those things out in the wild, send us pictures. We love to sort of regram repost what our audience is making we love that communal spirit so and it doesn't even have to look beautiful you send it how you make it we like we give props to literally everyone who gets in there and tries
1: i mean don't we all want to eat like every day is the weekend (laughs) thank you so much joanna for coming on cookery by the book podcast thank you Follow me on Instagram at Cookery by the Book. Twitter is I am Suzy Chase. And download your kitchen mixtapes, Music to Cook by, on Spotify at Cookery by the Book. And as always, subscribe in Apple Podcasts.